My guest for this episode is Joan Kennedy. She is a multi-award winning international artist, illustrator, and published children's author. Everything she creates is inspired by a deep desire to acknowledge and admire the beauty of our animal kingdom, which she believes should be protected at all costs. We talk about how she finally followed her artistic dreams after putting them off for many years. And now she's had incredible success with her creative business. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. Welcome to the show, Joan. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here, Larry. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So let's start with a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now, for those that don't know you. Okay. I am Joan Kennedy Artist. Um, I'm a full-time professional watercolor artist, uh, and I love to paint uh, animals, paint wildlife. I'm passionate about yeah. um, the exciting colors. Gorgeous work. Of... Gorgeous work, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm Irish. I'm originally from Dublin. Oh, um, cool. But, uh, you know, I got imported into the UK, the Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my husband's English, and I got to know him over the phone, funny enough. Um, we both used to work in, a, in P&O, P&O Transport, P&O. Um, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I used to work down the docks, right down the the end of the end of Dublin Quay. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically, I'm over here. Been here longer than I have been there. Literally. Was oh, that right? Got, okay. Yeah, got married and moved over. So thirty, a bit like yourself, thirty years married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are too. In September. Yeah. Well, congrats. So, congrats. Uh, yeah, and you too. Yeah. So I noticed that you actually got your start teaching music you did that for several years um so what was that like and what made you make this transition into into art okay um passionate about just as the way it is with art i'm passionate about music Mm -hmm. um and i just think it's just incredible like you know if i said to you larry what did you have for what you have for your dinner two days ago say and you you have to think you have to think hold on which day was it what did we have? Did I, you know? And yes, if I don't know if you sang like a song. I don't. I like ABBA, for example. So if you mm-hmm, sang yeah. one of their songs, not only would you know if it was ABBA, whatever. Not only would you know the words, but you'd know where right. you were at the yeah. time. And maybe you haven't heard that song in twenty, thirty years. Isn't it just incredible how? Yeah. You know, like that, it just comes straight back, and how. You could be driving along and you hear a piece of music. You might be feeling a bit down and if you hear a piece of music and suddenly you feel, yeah, good, you know, great. And yeah. equally, you can also be driving along feeling really good and you hear a piece of music which reminds you of something. And before you know it, you're nearly in floods of tears, you know. <laughs> so, um, but the reason I, I ended up teaching babies and toddlers through music, because as I say, it's so fantastic for them. I did that for 19 years. Wow. Okay. And the only reason I fell into that was because I had a daughter myself. And mm-hmm. um, I thought, hey, great, because I want to be a full time mum. And uh, just thought to myself, well, you know, hey, this is going to be great. I can do the classes and she can come in and we can right. be together. Which wasn't the case. It was, kind oh. of, this is. This is my mummy. These are my instruments. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So initially it was a franchise that I joined. And then I pulled away from it because I wanted to introduce um, some of my own type of music. So I've written mm-hmm. and recorded 
my own music. Um, oh, wow. A bit of Irish dancing. So I used to get mums up with babies and they'd be up dancing Irish dancing. And, oh, cool. <laughs> um, I bought a piano. And oh, I went wow. in a few a matter of weeks. I had to learn how to fiddle about with the piano and record a load of music, which I've done. And uh, and then I used to sing over the music. So, um, but the really nice thing, I loved doing it for nineteen years. I was very much teach, and I believe that we learn through fun. Yeah. And I used to mm-hmm. teach children. I used to get them around in a circle, and I would shake their hands. These are like two year olds, and I'd say, "Look at my eyes when you're shaking hands." And these kids have gone on now for interviews and whatever, and hopefully they'll go in, they'll shake hands with people, <laughs> right. and they're, they're better people, and learning how to share and stuff. So, yeah, so that was it. And I decided to, it was like this kind of beating in the background where, mm-hmm. you know, I should be doing my art, should be doing my art. That's where I should be following my dream. Okay. And, um, you know, because I, 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 I painted 30 years ago um, before I started doing the, the classes. Um, and I painted when I was in Dublin, but I stopped when I moved to the UK okay. because I was uh, extremely homesick, oh, really homesick as soon as okay. I moved over, very, yeah. very close to my mum in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of my creative spirit in a sense sort of stopped. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 I just couldn't, couldn't face it. But in deep down, there's this kind of voice saying, you should be creating, mm-hmm, you should be painting mm-hmm. always, um, but I didn't listen to it. I wish I had. I should have listened <laughs> sure, to it then, sure, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is why I went down the road of teaching children through music, did it for 19 years. And then when COVID uh, kicked in, um, I stopped. And I okay. thought, no, you know, if I don't do it now, or if I don't really kind of focus on the one thing, mm-hmm. rather than trying to do run two businesses, then um, I'm never going to kind of, mm. you know, give it a chance, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and yes, you had great really... success. I mean, it's like I've been following your art for a long time on Instagram. Um, yeah, so I'll be sharing all the links to Joan's work so you guys can check it out. But it is. It's absolutely beautiful work. And how did you decide the the theme? So it's like the beautiful, these animals, and, and you have a very unique style. Where did that come from? Or have you always had that style? I don't know and I don't see it people say that to me <laughs> you know yeah people say it's I mean, very recognizable you know, yeah 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 and I think I think what happened to me um as I say when I moved over here um basically when I worked in the shipping company down in Dublin imagine down right down in the docks and you've got this right. port cabin and I'd be there at six in the morning because all the drivers from the UK be coming in with vegetables wanting to get to the markets so this port cabin was kind of pretty greasy pretty you know naturally you're gonna yeah. have you know drivers coming in and I remember sitting down the docks at lunchtime just sketching and painting and just sketching stuff and I came back to the port cabin and there was this piece of wood and and it was just, that's all. And I don't know why, I didn't even, didn't even ask my boss. I don't even remember. But all I just remember vaguely is I took out my paintbrushes because I was doing oil painting at that time. And I did a painting and I stuck it, you know, painting on. Oh, cool. Every, yeah, yeah. I was only about 22 at the time. And people kept going, wow, can you do more? Can you do more? And, and anything I did, I sold. And um, I just painted. And yeah, there you go, painted. And I sold well over 50 paintings. Wow. And um, this is just a hobby, you know. And, sure. Um, and that's why I, I've kept the name Joan, and it's called Joan Kennedy Artist because Joan Kennedy in America is a famous name. So if you <laughs> Google Joan Kennedy, you have to go to about like page yes. 10. Branding is important, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'm on page 10. It's not the same junkie. <laughs> you need to put the artist in. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, that's how I decided to keep the name because I thought if anyone's kept my painting still over there, they can right. see I've got a Joan Kennedy. That's right. Painting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so then I moved over to the UK, worked in a, a like literally gave up everything. Um, you know, my name, my job, my everything, my friends to um, to come over to my husband. And uh, then I got this job in, uh, in an estate agent. And this, uh, you know, this chap, I remember vaguely, this was the last painting that I think I, I'd sold this little, I remember it was a small painting. And um, then I, I just couldn't, I was just desperately unhappy. I was really, mm-hmm. you know, I love my husband and all, but to try and, to leave everything it was kind of I was only in my early 20s and I felt homesick even though like it's kind of similar countries and stuff but it's it's still very different there's still Mm -hmm. differences in the culture anyway I um I ended up then leaving it not bothering came moved to the Midlands of the UK um had a daughter my daughter then time went on she's 16 trying to think of what um what what course to take what you know Mm -hmm. what career to do and the one thing, uh, at that stage, that's when I sort of started trying to do my art. And the one message I gave to her was, you pick the subjects that you enjoy, mm-hmm. do what you love, and, and, you know, don't go down that route. Because if you don't love it, then you'll spend years in a job that you yeah. might get paid well, whatever. But sure. It, it, there's more to it. And um, so anyway, she... Okay, yeah, mum, I'll pick subjects, whatever. And I remember sitting down after I'd said it to her, and I, I kind of thought to myself, actually, I'm kind of telling her maybe a lie, because you know what? I'm not making any money, <laughs> and it's really mm-hmm. hard. And, you know, and my husband is kind of he's supporting me, and I'm trying to do my best to make a career of this, but it's like, it's really difficult. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm a lie. Maybe actually. Go get a job that's good, that pays well, and that you can live happily ever after. You may not really enjoy it, but what the heck. Right. And with that, then, the phone rang. Because I, I, I seriously started thinking, I, my husband used to say, God, why don't you just keep it as a hobby? And I, no, no, I need to have it as a business. I want to just, I just feel. And then the phone rang, and um, this gentleman said, I'd like to speak to Joan Kennedy. And I went, what? You know, the phone never rings. You know, never rings. I never get calls. Let's face it, people don't talk on the phone nowadays, do they? They send text messages. Nobody ever does. And if you ring anyone, all you get is answering machines. People don't communicate. It's true, isn't it? You get a call, it's like, oh, it's an emergency. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what are they selling? What is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that too. You know. Um, yeah, I'm old-fashioned, I guess. Gosh, the phone is ringing. This is a conversation. Are you going to talk about something other than sell me the next right. whatever? But anyway, I, um, I asked, you know, this guy says, this is John Kennedy. And I went, yeah. And he said, um, probably don't remember me, but I bought a painting off you. Right. I bought a painting off you 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. And he said, uh, we worked together in... Connell's estate agent, this estate agent. Oh, right, so. yeah. And I went, wow. And I, as soon as he said it, I knew who he was. I knew where I'd been on the stairs. I hadn't spoken to him in 20 years. And he said, how are you doing? And he said, um, I said, yeah, my God. And he says, yeah, you know, I said, yeah, I've got a daughter now. He has a daughter. He's got two kids and all. He left there. He started up his own business and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow. And he says, and the reason I'm ringing, he said, is I wanted to 
see what you're up to, he says, because he says, your painting that I bought, he said, all those years ago, he said, I now have it in my office. And he said, and my own office, my own business and all the rest. And, and he says, and I look at that painting every day. It's not much, it's, it's an ordinary painting. He says, but when I'm busy working, I just stop and he says, just gaze at it. And he says, it makes me feel calm. And I wondered what became of you. Oh, wow. And he says, I'm not technical. And he says, and my daughter was in the office and I looked at it and I said, I wonder what became of her. And she said, oh, that's easy, dad. Just what's the name? Just look up the name. <laughs> look, find her on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> find on the, found me on the internet. And he says, your style hasn't changed, even though I think it has. I hope it has. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he says, I just wondered why you're still, still doing it. And he says, do you know what? He said, if, if anything ever happened, you know that thing when they say, and you're going to relate to this, if your house is going to burn down, what is it you grab when you, <laughs> when you leave? He says, that would be the one thing if this office went or whatever, he says, that's the one thing I'll grab. Oh, it's nothing special. Wow. But, oh. you know, yeah, that was when it was wow. And that's when I thought, gosh, you know, better, better seriously maybe yeah. stick to this. I mean, it's touching know? people's lives, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where I totally kind believe of, it. I totally believe that. So you've been, I noticed you've done some global travel probably before COVID. <laughs> uh, you were in China doing some presentations. You were in uh, Hangzhou. I've been in Hangzhou. It's like, have you? The, oh, yeah, yeah, the city with the big lake. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how did that come about that you started doing these showings and, and being featured in China? I know, absolutely bonkers. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, because prior to that, I ended up getting selected to go to Prague, and okay. I ended Beautiful up city. doing yeah. the British, British Embassy in Prague. I exhibited there. Um, this it, the, the government it basically it, it happened. This email, or, or, in a in a nutshell, um, the government here were trying to promote people, um, you know, through different kind of helping small businesses, and this email popped up saying that they were looking for creative businesses mm. and uh, but they had to you know they were having they were selecting only six businesses and uh, and I thought oh well I'll just put this in <laughs> this is what I do it's like how I met my husband oh yeah I'll just say hello <laughs> anyway that's a different story that would take longer than half an hour to tell you <laughs> they won't go there but uh, yeah so I just I just I told them what I did gave them details of my art and uh and they selected me, and they had like thousands of applicants, which like I'm wow. kind of shocked. How cool! Yeah, is that? so I was, yeah, <laughs> I know. So I selected as one of six businesses, and um, the first year I went out, I'd never done a big exhibition before, and this this is like this huge, massive place. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, I brought a load of prints, and, and they all sold, and I had all these little. Because I have these little coasters and stuff as well, other bits that I put my art onto that we print up in the back bedroom. I mean, I'm a really small. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, these little slate coasters and stuff. Uh, You put your, you know, but the thing is, like, we put our our mugs on it, and in America we do the same, but in China it's like, why would you use this? Right. (laughs) As a piece of art. So, um, yeah. So then they selected me again, and with the following year. They told me to bring my original art. I thought, oh my mm, gosh. So mm. I did I did a whole series of animals that I thought Chinese people and people in the in Europe and UK would like that they can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and one picture in particular which was uh, about a lion and it's an amazing story about this lion who was uh, who was in London 
and there are these two guys. It's uh, Christian the Lion. You should look it up. Look up the story of Christian the Lion. <laughs> I will. He was yeah. He was in London, and he um he was in Harrods. Harrods, a big famous shop. They used to have a zoo. Oh yeah, yeah. And he uh, he used to get brought around, and they they brought him. They, they they let him out into the wild. Years later, they found him. Anyway, that was one painting I did, and I did uh, Chichi the Panda. Another story. So linking all these um these pictures and uh, and this uh, com- this gallery came along for our art and said, right, I'm buying this, this, this. They bought all the oh, originals wow. bar one, which got sold to another collector who wanted the panda. And I was just blown away. Oh. Then I was selected again, went again, met heads of state, met the government, went on the radio, went on the TV. Oh, cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then won Best Exhibit Award. So it's been, yeah, I, I don't that. know. Yeah. I don't know how it's just. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of success that I think many artists dream of, of getting that kind of recognition. And because it's a, being an artist is hard. It's um, like being a writer. It's like, I would say millions of people do it and nothing ever comes of it, you know, but it's something they feel like they have to do to express themselves. But that transition is hard of going from being an artist or a hobbyist or whatever it might be into full time as a profession and then have achieving success that people actually buy your work and that you get featured, you get recognized. So, uh, congrats to you for achieving that. Cause it's not easy. It's not easy no, at all. No, no, no. So, and the thing so is, yeah, go on. I was go ahead. The thing, the thing is when you, when you have a career, whether you're a CEO, whether you're an administrator, whether you're a secretary or whether you're a high-flying executive, these are all labels that are put on you. You go, for, oh, guess what? Guess right. The latest job has come up. Ah, you know, it's, I don't know, I could say administrator or whatever, and you apply for it. And, hey, what did you get? Yeah, well, I'm going to be office, office manager, all these labels. And these labels are put on you because you've applied yeah, for that job. Right. When you become an artist, it's a label that you have to decide to own yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard. And, and I think for a lot of artists, who are some, some of the fantastic artists out there, and they say, oh, well, oh, I can't call myself that. Because it's right, something right. you, you got to right. put on yourself. Yeah. It's difficult, yeah. It is. I, I definitely see it with artists, writers, musicians too. Um, exactly, yeah, same thing. Very hard. Yeah. But it seems to be, I mean, at least from what I can tell, and I dabble a bit myself, I have no success whatsoever, but um, it seems to be something inside that just has to come out. And it's like, yeah, I had an uncle who was a musician and it's like, I don't, he, I don't think he ever made much money with it. He was in a band and stuff, but he couldn't help it. It's like, I have to do this. I have to create this, which like you said, is very different than something from the outside that defines who you are and tells you what to do. But as a creator, yeah. it's something inside that you're like, I have to express this. I have to make yeah. this happen. Uh, I have to bring it into the world. I want people to see it or I want to be able to see it myself, right? Because yeah. that's part of it too. That's amazing. Um, so do you do a mix of commissioned work or do is it all work that you've decided to create and the idea comes from you or do you get requests for for certain types of pieces? I have had a lot of requests for commissions, usually okay. commissions to paint their cats and dogs and whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, I find that really hard. I don't know if I'm oh, yeah. Enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really crazy, I know, because it's kind of, I think it's like the stage where you say, well, actually, I'm an artist. Uh, yeah, I'm a professional right. artist. <laughs> okay, I do commissions. 
I do commissions regularly. It's kind of like these steps. Sure. Um, okay. Last, yeah, last year I had this uh, this gentleman phone me, and he said he wanted. He'd met me, and he'd taken photographs, and he asked me, could he paint Lola, the one-eyed dog? And he wanted to have it. Be- literally begged me on the phone. He said, please do. Um, and I said, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know. It's a bit like making somebody's wedding cake. You know, crikey, you get yeah, one chance yeah. at it. And when they cut it open, <laughs> if it ain't, you know, it's, it's, it's their special, you know. And, and that's why it's so hard. And, um, but I agreed. agreed to do this. And um, well, I was really glad I did because um, they came to my event then. Uh, he'd, seen the, he'd seen the picture before she did. I say, this dog had got attacked by a cat. And um, so, yeah, so the, he, he, I did it. He came. He loved it. He just said, that's just exactly what I want. And uh, I, I presented to her when she comes to events. So she turned up with the dog. So I got a chance to actually meet Lola. And uh, I said, I don't believe this is for you. And that moment was just, just to see her face. I can um, imagine, yeah. And then I had, I've had another couple who wanted me to paint their dog. And I said, Okay, I've done it once. I'll do it again. <laughs> and and t- he actually filled up with tears, and that oh, was just really, really, yeah, that was okay. just so. And she, his wife, even says, Are "You okay?" You know, she, <laughs> said, yeah, yeah. It's just, I just feel, yeah. So I know, I know that's where I gotta go. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do like every week. I'm, I'm not here to do paint animals every, you know, right. people's what they want. But I'll be selective, but maybe. Um, and that I think keeps it a bit unique as well. So probably sure. maybe yeah. five a year or something like that. I don't know. We see what next year brings. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, because yeah, people keep asking me. Um, but the thing is, because I'm an old-fashioned painter, a paint with professional watercolor, professional mm-hmm. paper, it's all done and it's all hand painted. So I know, you know, there is fantastic computer artists oh, out there yeah, who yeah. can fiddle about and then you have a picture and it's kind of done in quite a quick time mine is mine takes ages um <laughs> so it costs more and it's it's you know uh, but yeah yeah i'm open to commission so yeah okay you insist if you insist yeah. so how long is the process because i've done some oh, watercolors I, i'm not good at all my daughter is amazing i should i should show you something she's actually finally open i encouraged her to open her own little studio so she has a studio now and so she's doing original watercolors marine life um and starting to sell it and i said you should sell it you should start to do things she does little stickers and things like that so yeah i can tell when somebody has way more talent than i do um how long is the entire process for you from coming up with an idea to completion there's no time you know what that Mm. is the only only question that i ever get asked it's the only there's question. no good answer. I, no, because I, I if I said to you, how long is it taking you to get fit? How long does it take? Right, you know, sure, yeah. Yeah, or if you play a musical instrument and you play, or you even listen to someone who plays a piece of music, how long does it take you to learn to play that? I don't know. I played it and it worked and then it didn't work. And there's, sure. there's, there's, there's no process really. Because I can do it, and if it's not worked out, I'm going to scrap it and start again. Right, right. Or I'm going yeah. to explore to try and put more products on it, and uh, and I could have maybe two or three pictures going at the same time. Mm, okay. So, and I know it's probably very unprofessional. Maybe I should say, okay, I'm starting to paint now, and then it's like so many <laughs> hours later. 
but you know what? And it 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 depends. And I know this is kind of a bit woo woo. Depends on your mood. And I know. No, that's really I get that. Bad I way, get that. No, you know, I have that with writing too. Where sometimes I'll sit down and write. Like I have to write my weekly articles, and I'll write an article in less than an hour, just fast. And then other times it's months. It's like months yeah, to, to exactly. write an article. It's like, why is this taking so long? Yeah. 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 I get it. Yes, it's, get it's it. exactly. So it's the same thing. So if I say, let's take you to write an article, like you say, it depends yeah. on the article. It, depends it never on feels mood. done. It never feels done. Do you feel like that at the end? Because I've met some artists who feel like that, where they know they just have to finish it. Maybe it's a commission piece. And so they just got to get done. But they reach the end and they're like, they just finally say, I just have to reach a stopping point because I never feel like I'm done. No, not usually. Okay, I, good. In a lot of the time, I think, no, now I've got it exactly where I want it. Oh, you can feel it that. Has, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. It has been. I mean, I've done this um, Fox, my latest Fox, and, and I thought it was done and I've had a print of it. And now I'm thinking, no, it's not done. And I'm looking at, <laughs> you know, so, and I think that's not because, not because I have to keep fiddling at it and it's done. It's because I think I'm learning to be a better artist because I'm still not. Sure, sure. I'm still yeah. not at the level that I want to be. There's still another, another area to keep going. So what drives you? I, I love this. This is a great conversation. So how do you know, you just said something that I think a lot of people feel like I'm not where I want to be what is informing you? What makes you feel that way? Like, I know I could be at a different level. Uh, when I look back at certain pictures and I think, um, no, it needs, it needs a deeper color. It needs, mm -hmm. and I look at, I, what I paint, I paint from photographs. Okay. And the photographs are professional photos. Usually they are, apart from the, from the one where I woke up one morning and the sun was shining and I thought oh my gosh this is such a fantastic day I know I need to paint chickens jumping on a bed and I've got this <laughs> and I love it and it's, it's it's on the website but I don't know I don't know I don't know whether it does justice I don't think people can see it but I have a big thing across the top saying do what makes you happy and it's just mm -hmm. this, these chickens jumping on the bed so that was out of my head because yeah it just it had to be done um, and I love it and I don't care if anyone else doesn't but exactly I, yeah yeah you know? Um, but I paint from from real photographs that are on the website that have been gifted by you know these free by fantastic photographers who mm, say mm -hmm. yes you can use a free free license. So then sometimes I look at the photo and then I think ah no you know what this needs to be okay you know a bit deeper. So my best art critic is my husband. Though. I'll, I'll always go. To oh, is that right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't. You know. He doesn't know anything about art. I need to, and he go, no, look, you see this? The eyes down here, it should be put up there. Oh, yeah, okay. He's very kind of, you know, engineering, mathematical. Right, of. right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it has to kind of go to him first. <laughs> Get permission, is that okay? And then I like that, yeah. yeah. That's a great partnership. I often have my <laughs> wife read stuff. I'm like, Can you read through this? Because it's like, I'm sure I'm missing something. You know? yeah, yeah. So she has to give you the go ahead. <laughs> she does. She does. Especially if I'm writing about her. I need to approve that. Yes. <laughs> um, so you recently, uh, you, you, you launched a book. So it's all the, the scruffy dog, right? Yeah. This my, is yeah. like, it started with the art and then became a story. Or was it a story that had to become art? Um, the Scruffy Dog story, I did that, would you believe it is, like two years ago, but it's still not oh, out that's there. Right. So it was two years ago. That's why wow. people don't know about it. So, yes, I've just released it. 
(laughs) 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 So many people don't know. And what happened was I I had won this grant um, because I was doing the Little Hands music, teaching the children. And I applied for uh, this grant and they said, what did you want to do with it? And I said, I want to write a children's book. Not thinking I'd ever get the grant. And Mm. they wrote to me and said, great idea, go ahead. And I thought, holy moly, I've got to do it now. (laughs) Now you have to do it. (laughs) And I I sat down and I thought, crikey, what the heck do I write about? I haven't got a clue what to write about. And how I worked that one out was I thought about my childhood and I thought Mm -hmm. about the books books that I used. I didn't have many books. Not like nowadays, they've got everything and anything. I probably had one or two books as a kid. And I can just (laughs) remember. I remember this particular book and it was just this image. These two mice. I can see it. I'm only like two years of age and I can see these two mice and they were grey and they were looking at this big grey moon and they were just looking at this moon and it was like Mm -hmm. frosty evening, frosty night. I can just see this image and it's like, my gosh, that image is so fabulous. Mm -hmm. So what happened was that was what I saw and I thought, I'm going to paint a mouse on the moon, mouse with the moon. I don't know, I'm just going to paint it. And after that, then we can figure out what the story's going to be. And then I started thinking again of my childhood. And I thought about Nasher. And Nasher was, um, was my best friend. Mm. He was my neighbor's dog across the road. He never had been washed. The fleas used to jump off him. <laughs> and he loved me and I loved him. And, my, and I wanted a dog, but my mother said, no, you can't have a dog till you grow up. Until you have your own home, you can have your own dog. Oh. And everywhere I went, Nasher went. And literally, I went to school one day, and Nasher followed me to school. <laughs> and he came up into the into the room, and uh, you know, the teacher said, "I can just remember sitting there. I was like nine at the time, and the, the head teacher called me out, and she was on the stairs there with the room, trying to push Nasher down the stairs and get oh. out. He started baring his teeth, and she gave up and said, "Right, take him back into the class." So he sat down in the back of the class, and we, <laughs> Nasher and I, we had a relationship together. It was fine. <laughs> So so I knew that I wanted to write something about a dog. And at the time, I had my own dog, which is a Leon Berger. Have you ever heard of mm, Leon Berger? Mm-hmm. Great big yeah. dog. So she is on the front cover of the book. And Nasher is actually on the first page. He's a black dog. You see him going through the, the journey. So like it is supposed to be about the same dog. But, you know, you live and learn. And I'm doing these pictures, but I didn't kind of keep with the same dog it's the story of this dog and um yeah it's just a story that's how it kind of started and the dog ends up meeting a mouse who has big dreams mm, um, okay. because i got this amazing i love this picture this mouse picture i took it to the gallery um first first picture i did and i he said what do i call it and i went oh we have to have a name and I, he said um I said, call it the mouse in the moon. He went, no, no, guess we're better than that. I said, I don't know. He said, call it big dreams. So that's big dreams, my, my big dreams picture. And uh, that was really the start. Um, and now since then, I'm almost at that point. I've done my second book. And it is about oh, a mouse cool. who follows his dreams. And he goes oh, all nice, over. Nice. It's going all over the world. It's just, uh, yeah. Can't wait to get that one out. Oh, I've only fantastic. tried for the last year and a half. But when it's done, it'll be. Yeah, he flies over uh, London Zoo. He finds to flies to Italy. You know, sees the pyramids of Egypt. Goes over to um, yeah, China, and then yeah, he's got a dream to follow. And, oh, that's uh, fantastic! And I hope adults. Yeah, it's it's for adults as well as kids because right, it's the inspiration right. of you know following your dream. Really, exactly. 
Yes, Marjorie. So, so speaking of following your dreams, what advice would you give a young artist who's listening to this or somebody who wants to be an artist? Give How up. do they? <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> go back, go back. <laughs> Don't follow the light. <laughs> um, devices, it is, it's blue and hard. So you're going to have sure. to, you know, you're going to have to um, be prepared to roll with the punches. Yeah. Um, yeah. The <clears throat> I remember talking to a group of artists before, and and they agreed with me. The one thing that I, I said this, that I said, when it comes to putting a piece of art out there, it is a bit like, it's a bit like saying to somebody, this is how vulnerable it is. It's a bit yeah. like saying to someone, I love you. Sure, sure. I really, really hope that they're going to turn around and say, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. It does feel yeah. like that. It is very vulnerable. You're right. It's really vulnerable. Um, but once you put it out there, it's, it's not about you. It's, it's about the art. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm also passionate about meeting other people that I really, you know, really like. And I, I treat every customer like a friend mm-hmm. I I because I my background department I worked in shipping is all customer service customer service focused and I believe in offering a great customer service so the the people whether it's selling a greeting card or whether it's selling a coaster or an original piece of art I treat everybody the same and I think like what you were saying Larry about um there was something in LinkedIn where you were um you know saying about building relationships it's, yes. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's what you give out, isn't it? It's and it's it's I give out without expecting anything in return. I think if you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, try and help people if they want art. I won't sort of force it on them. If I don't think a piece is right, then I I'd say, well, maybe you should choose this piece or give give different options. So right. That's um. Oh, that's what uh, that's my daughter. Sorry. Um. <laughs> that's probably. Yeah. I think that, I don't know if that answers this. Yeah, no, it does. Nice. It does. Definitely. So I'll yeah. definitely be sharing links. So uh, whoever's listening, check out the, the show notes for this. I'll have links uh, to all of Joan's, uh, her website or Instagram. Yeah. Where would you like people to, to find you? What's the best place to locate you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You're on Facebook lovely if, okay. Yeah, lovely if people connected on LinkedIn because I'm trying to understand that. Yeah, a lot of people are. I don't know. I sent out a few requests, and nobody came back. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and uh, Instagram, and I try to kind of, you know, no offense if they if they see me on Facebook and then go on LinkedIn, I'm afraid it'll probably be the same post. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. Who has time to make (laughs) thousands of different posts? I don't. So it's Joan Kennedy artist is the best way I think to locate you because yeah, like you said, there's other Joan Kennedys running around. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for your time today, tonight, your time. It's been a pleasure learning more. I I know some of this, but I haven't heard the whole story. So it's been fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Larry. And I wish you all the best with with your show. It's brilliant. And I love listening to your morning thoughts you know? oh thank you <laughs> keep, keep keep doing that because uh, yeah i listen and then think oh i better think what he's just said <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it's Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.